Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. I am feeling great today. I have been spending a lot of time just like reconnecting with myself and relaxing and really just reconnecting with my own feminine energy because for the last six weeks, my boyfriend and I have had our friend Angel living with us, which was amazing. He's literally like an older brother to me and we're really close and I just love him so much. And we had so much fun together, but there was definitely a lot of testosterone in the air. <laughs> Both Angel and my boyfriend are just very like hyper-masculine men and kind of hot-headed. Angel like trains jujitsu and literally just beats people up every day and they're both just like very alpha um and i spend a lot of time with them like every single day okay i'm coming back later to record this part because i just remembered such a good story that definitely just exemplifies how protective and slightly aggressive these boys are so one night we all went to a bar and grayson and i were playing pool and as soon as i walked into the bar I immediately noticed this like kind of like old older man staring at me and like giving me weird smiles and looks and shit but I just like brushed it off because like what are you gonna do about someone staring at me like people are allowed to stare at you it's not a crime it's just fucking weird but anyway I am already put off by this guy and then a little bit later I'm taking my turn at pool and as I'm lining up my shot I look up and I see this guy either taking pictures or videos of me so i'm immediately uncomfortable but i kind of just like sit down after my turn and i like don't know what to do and i just lean over to angel and i'm like that guy was just videoing me while i was playing and i was like that's so weird like i'm just so uncomfortable and angel's like okay like i'll keep my eye on it just like don't worry about it and so then it's my turn again and i go to take my shot with my back to this guy so I can't see what he's doing, but I'm directly in front of Angel, so I can see him. And I bend down to take my shot, and all I see is Angel's eyes just lock on this man. And Angel is a scary dude. Like, this even scared me a little bit. <laughs> he's not, like, scary scary, but he's definitely intimidating. Like, he's covered in tattoos, he has a beard, and is just, like, a very sturdy man. <laughs> So I'm just like, oh shit. And I watch Angel walk right up to this man. I hear them behind me, I can't see them. But Angel grabs the man's phone out of his hand and is like, what's up, bro? Like, why the fuck are you taking pervy pictures of my friend? And the guy's like, oh no, no, no. Like, that's not what I was doing. And at this point, I'm just like, I take my turn and I go sit back down and like get away from whatever was about to happen. But Angel says he, asked the guy to unlock his phone so he could delete whatever pictures or videos he was taking of me and the guy refused to open his phone and tells angel that he's a professional photographer and he was just taking some pictures <laughs> which like come on now like on your shitty iphone 4 of some girl's ass at a random bar like yeah right you're literally just a perv and so angel's like oh really like come on like let's go talk about this outside and the guy follows him but then grabs two of his friends to come with him and they get to the front door and Angel like tells the security guard that this guy is a perv and taking weird pictures and he wants him to get kicked out. The security guard knows this guy already because apparently he's just like a regular at this bar. 
And the security guard's like, nah, like, you just need to calm down. <laughs> so Angel is, like, ready to fight all these dudes. But the security guy kind of breaks it up, and Angel just, like, goes outside by himself to, like, cool off. And the whole time, Grayson just doesn't really know what's going on, which, thank God, because this probably would have had a different outcome if Grayson was involved. <laughs> but anyway, I finish the game of pool, and the creepy guy comes back over, and I just, like, nudge Grayson, and I'm like, hey, like, that guy's being creepy, and I really want to leave. And so we start walking out, and the guy starts to come right up to me and tries to say something to me. But before he can, like, actually get close to me, Grayson walks right by him, grabs him by the neck, and pushes him away from me. (laughs) And we just walk out. So then we get outside, and Grayson's like, what the fuck was going on? And Angel is just, like, calming down, and he explains the whole thing. And Grayson is fuming. But then eventually everyone kind of calms down and, like, everything's fine. But I just, like, remembered that story and wanted to tell it because it's a prime example of how just protective and testosterone-fueled these boys are. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. And I've definitely needed some time to reconnect with myself because I really have not had any alone time in, like, six weeks, I'm realizing right now. Um, Yeah, it's been a while. But I honestly didn't even notice it. Like, I was having so much fun, I didn't even notice. But um, now that he's gone and we're, like, back into our regular routine and everything, I'm just like, holy shit. Um, I think I had a little bit of a testosterone overload. So I've just been going to the park by myself and sitting in the sun and journaling. And I started listening to this podcast called Feminine as Fuck. And holy shit, guys, what a fucking podcast. I've listened to like 10 episodes and they're all like 30 minutes to over an hour each. So I've been putting in work on this thing and I'm obsessed. Basically, I started listening to this because I've been having a hard time in my personal life with some things that I have avoided dealing with and they kind of just like boiled over finally And I reached a point where I was like, okay, I have had enough. This is affecting my life and my relationships in ways that I don't want it to. And it needs to actually be addressed. And I can't keep ignoring it. Also, over the past, like, three weeks, I think, I've done two EMDR therapy sessions to reprocess trauma that I have from an abusive relationship that I was in. And I've talked about that on a previous episode, so you might, like, kind of know what I'm talking about. But also, just a side note, I think I'm going to make an entire episode about adjusting to a healthy relationship after an abusive one, because I could talk about that forever, and it's actually been a requested topic. But for now, I just want to talk about the recent kind of realizations I've had over the past couple weeks, because it's been really fucking crazy and intense with EMDR. And also, I really want to go into detail on that on a different episode. Um, but I've, I honestly, like, just finished the process. And for now, I don't want to go into too much detail. And I also don't want to get too deep into any details about, like, what's going on in my relationships and stuff. Because obviously, I want to respect my partner's privacy and respect our relationship. But recently, we have just faced some challenges, as all couples do, and I've been learning how to navigate it in a healthier way because I'll be the first to admit that I do not have the healthiest relationship habits or coping skills or communication skills, 
And I am probably not the easiest person to be in a relationship with, if I'm being honest. And this is where the EMDR therapy and PTSD all come into play and why it's so important that I'm finally processing the trauma and trying to learn how to be in a healthy relationship and treat my partner as respectfully as I possibly can. But also I'm not using any of my trauma or my PTSD as an excuse for anything. I think that there are just ways it affects me and how I operate in relationships. And it's on me to address that. And it's really important to understand it and put in the work to undo some of that and learn how to communicate better and heal those parts of myself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But up until a couple weeks ago, I think I was literally in denial that I was doing anything wrong or that I could actually be the problem sometimes. And through therapy, I realized that this is because I have a fear of doing something wrong and having any issues or problems be my fault. And this was because of the punishment I received in my abusive relationship when I did anything wrong or just like even slightly stepped out of line. So I was subconsciously just holding on to this fear and it made me refuse to acknowledge that I am the problem sometimes because I was so scared of having any sort of issue be my fault. So I was just defaulting to thinking that my partner was responsible for all of our issues. My partner needs to do something different. My partner needs to change their behavior and not me. And I also do this in other types of relationships, like even with my family, and I've done it with friends, and it's definitely not just in romantic relationships. And I just wasn't really stopping and thinking about if I was doing anything wrong because I was so scared of that being true. And this is just one of like the many sneaky ways abusive relationships and trauma just like affect future relationships if you don't address the aftermath and the effects that it's had on you and it's hard to think about it's hard to do the work it seems so much easier to just avoid it and ignore it but then you continue to carry these subconscious or conscious fears and communication issues and behavioral issues and attachment issues into new relationships where you end up just repeating unhealthy patterns And I really couldn't admit that to myself. So now I feel like I finally have acknowledged my own faults and become very aware of how I was carrying old baggage into new relationships. And I think that honestly is just something that comes with maturity and just more experience in relationships and experience in healthy relationships. And it's one of the best things you can do for yourself and the people around you who care about you. And I think it's so beneficial to be able to reflect and own your shit and own your toxic behaviors or behaviors that might not be so healthy. And I've honestly had communication issues for years now. I have a really hard time talking to people about my feelings and like expressing how I feel about them. Um, I have a hard time telling people how much I love them. I also didn't cry for a really long time. Like maybe I cried like five times in three years or something crazy like that. 
and I've just buried my emotions for so long and numbed myself because I just subconsciously try to like preemptively protect myself from getting hurt by not letting myself get attached to people or feel all the love that I have for people. I almost convince myself that I don't care about people that much. So if they hurt me, it won't hurt as bad because like I don't care about them that much, right? And I hold myself back from fully feeling and expressing love to people in my life as much as I actually do love them. And I think I also do it because I want to feel in control. So if I can control how much power someone has over my emotions, I feel safer. If I can control how attached I am, then it will hurt less if they ever decide to leave me. And I feel like this is a pretty normal response to an abusive or even just a shitty relationship where you ended up getting your heart broken. And I think lots of people guard themselves after getting hurt in a relationship, which is totally fine and normal. And it's so important not to judge yourself for these protective measures you take because they're completely subconscious most of the time. And it's something you don't even notice or necessarily do on purpose. So it's also important to give yourself grace and patience while you're healing. Nothing is going to change overnight, but the more introspective and self-aware that you become and the more work you put in on breaking these patterns and cycles and unhealthy habits, the more fulfilling your new and current relationships will become and you'll just be on the right path to healing. But basically, I've realized that when I have issues in relationships, I sometimes have the habit of focusing on only what I think the other person is doing wrong. I just fixate on things that I think they need to fix or ways that they can make our relationship better rather than thinking about what responsibility I could have in the situation or how my actions or words or habits or behavior has affected the relationship. So the more I've been sitting here reflecting, I've noticed how much pressure I put on people around me to hold up our relationships and fix it and make it better. And I don't take accountability or think about things that I can be doing better and the behavioral things that I've picked up that might be unhealthy. And I feel like the biggest example that I could give of this right now is my struggle to relinquish power and control and let someone else lead so I could be comfortable and flowing in my feminine energy. And this is one of the most talked about topics on the Feminine as Fuck podcast. And honestly, listening to that podcast is really what made me realize that I'm asking my partner to lead me and step into his masculine energy. But then when he does it, I'm fighting it every step of the way and blocking him from fully stepping into it. And again, I could make an entire episode about the polarity of masculine and feminine energy and explain how important it is for men and women to fully embrace both energies. But I'm just going to like briefly sum it up for the sake of this episode. Basically, women have masculine energy and feminine energy and too much feminine energy isn't good. Just like men have feminine energy too and too much masculinity isn't good. It's all about balance and for women or those who identify with feminine energy, that energy naturally wants to be led. It wants to be soft and flowing and submissive. And I am a super submissive person in a romantic relationship and just like in day-to-day dynamics, um, I want my feminine energy to be 
magnetic and soft and I want my partner to be comfortable in their masculine energy and lead in our relationship. Whether I'm with a man or a woman, I just naturally fall into the more feminine energy and look for that masculine energy, whether it's in a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. And obviously sometimes I lead and I'm not saying I'm completely submissive or want someone to control my entire life and make every decision for me. It's so much more than that. And that's not the type of submissive energy I'm talking about. But anyway, as I have been asking for this dynamic in my relationship, I've also been fighting against it in an attempt to stay in control. So like, for example, I'll ask my partner to be more assertive or make more decisions or plans so I can just sit back and just bask in my nurturing soft feminine energy. But then as soon as they try to give me any type of advice or point something out that I could adjust to benefit either our relationship or just benefit myself, I fight back and I get immediately defensive and I get this sense of just hyper independence and it comes right out and is like, no, I don't need anyone's advice. Don't try to teach me about myself. I know everything there is to know about myself, which is completely unhealthy in any type of relationship, romantic or otherwise. And it also just completely shuts down the energy he's giving me that I'm telling him I want. My own ego and other shit is just getting in the way of it. And I'll notice myself having these realizations and then saying the exact same things my boyfriend tried to tell me like six months ago. And like I'll go to him and I'll tell him this like profound realization I've had about myself and he'll just look at me and he'll be like, yeah, uh uh-huh isn't that crazy like who would have thought and then I realized that he literally tried to tell me that exact same thing six months ago and I did not listen I brushed it off and I was just like yeah whatever like don't tell me shit about myself when really he was right and he was just trying to help me and I really just have to let go of my ego sometimes and accept that people are going to know more than me people are going to notice things about me that I don't notice about myself yet And they're going to give me good advice. And I just need to be able to hear that and listen to what that person is saying and not be dismissive or defensive. And like let go of this need to have this hyper independence all the time. And when I'm like that, it makes the other person feel like I don't respect them or take them seriously or value their opinions. And that's what I was doing. That behavior is disrespectful and it's unhealthy. And I literally could not see that for so long. So now I'm having to admit this, which is a whole other bag of shit because it can be really hard to tell someone that you were wrong and you are sorry. But the other person will be so appreciative of you just owning your shit and taking some of the pressure off of them to constantly try and adjust and work on the relationship and take the blame for a lot of issues that are really a two-way street. And I've found that it's extremely important after apologizing and taking accountability to say thank you to my partner for their patience while I was completely in denial of this and not listening to them because that's so frustrating and as soon as I realized how I had been fucking up and I was like holy shit some of this is my fault I need to apologize because I was being so difficult and all they were trying to do was help and work on our relationship and I've been forcing them to do it all on their own and take on all the responsibility for any issues we've had. So even just in the last couple weeks, 
after making some adjustments and realizing this and owning my shit, there has been so much more space for me to flow in my feminine and my partner to lead in his masculine because I've let my guard down. I've let go of some of the control I was trying to hold on to. And the dynamic changed drastically, like pretty much immediately. Literally the entire energy of our relationship shifted into a more like natural and peaceful and organic flow. So like, did it suck to own my shit? Did it suck to realize that I'm the problem sometimes? Was it scary to finally let my guard down and let someone else lead? Yes, absolutely. But was it immediately so rewarding and beneficial to myself, my partner, and our relationship? Fucking yes. So it's so worth it. And honestly, I think it just takes time and experience and trial and error with communication to kind of come to these realizations about your own habits and behaviors. And especially coming out of an abusive relationship, you can pick up so many behaviors that you don't even realize are unhealthy. Especially if your abusive relationship was your first romantic relationship. Because that creates the foundation for what you think love is and what you think is normal in a relationship. Like, I definitely don't have this problem as much as I used to, but in the first relationship that I got into after my abusive one, I was starting fights all the fucking time because I thought that if somebody wasn't fighting with me and fighting to stay in a relationship with me, that meant that they didn't love me. Like, I was just constantly trying to test their love. And I thought that a relationship with really, really extreme emotional highs and lows was not passionate. I was just confusing toxic behaviors for passion. And I was so afraid of caring about someone that much again and having them hurt me that I would self-sabotage and destroy the relationship before they had a chance to hurt me or leave me. I would hurt them first. So God bless the boy I dated right after my abusive relationship because I was still carrying so many toxic behaviors with me and really just did not know what a healthy relationship looked like. And I did not know how to treat somebody with respect and love. And I was really, really cold hearted, which I now know were all forms of like protection and just what I knew. But also... I do feel really fucking bad about that. At the same time, I also try to not be too hard on myself about it because I was a product of my environment. If an abusive relationship is your first formative experience with love, it will take time to unlearn that. And it will take time to get used to functioning in a healthy relationship when you finally have one. And I think the most important thing is that you're taking steps in the right direction and you take accountability and you make an effort to change that behavior and practice healthy love. But basically, in summary, I have just really been reflecting and learning a lot about myself and these toxic behaviors I've picked up and really learning how to change these things and become a better partner and a healthier person. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all I have for this episode. Um, That was a lot. (laughs) I am very excited to make that episode about like adjusting to a healthy relationship after a toxic or abusive one because I think that will really help people and I think it's way more common than people realize. I was literally just talking to a friend about it yesterday and she has some of the exact same problems that I do and I'm like 
wow, I bet a lot of fucking people have this problem. So, yeah. Um, I am about to grab my surfboard and go to the beach because it is 90 degrees outside. Um, and I'm very excited to do that. So, I'm going to get out of here, <laughs> get out of this apartment, get some sun on my skin, see some daylight today. But, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you all so much and I will see you next time.